Hey guys, we want to welcome you to this week's edition of the Get Your Geek On podcast for the week of October 20th, 2017. We are your hosts, as always, Chuck Kiewatz. Robert Dokes. And I'm Anthony Arsenio. Bringing you the latest and greatest in geek and Hollywood pop culture for the week of October 20th. Not too much of an eventful week this week. We got a, a couple new trailers. Obviously, the CW shows are back and kicking. A couple other shows premiering this week. I love that like fall TV is back in full swing now. So happy. It really is. Like Those summer months are really, really hard to get through because it's not even like you have like Saturday morning cartoons and you literally have nothing to hold you over unless you're like one of those reality tv buffs it's like big brother's on like no stopped watching that show like 10 years ago but uh needless to say we're gonna start this week as we do every week during the fall and spring tv shows with our special segment sweekly where we take a look at the best dc tv shows on tv and that is flash Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. And started off uh, with a relatively weak Supergirl episode. I feel like it was kind of just filler. Did you guys catch it's it? Par out? for the course. Yeah. We got a little bit more development of the character Rain, and it set up for a really interesting episode next week with uh, John Carr returning to Mars mm-hmm. to help like Magan take down the rest of the White Martians and stuff like that. And apparently there's a Green Martian left, and by the end of the show you find out that it's John's dad. Mm. So be interesting to see how that develops. I, I love all the stuff that they've done with the white and green Martians on that show. So I think that it's it's going to be a huge blow. And I think that's why this week was kind of filler because they saved the CGI budget mm-hmm. for next week's episode because literally it's all CGI on Mars and stuff like that. Uh, but needless to say, it was uh, I give it a B for this week. So nothing really too eventful to talk about there. Moving on to Flash, though, we had our first like Barry Allen fully returned to form as the Flash. And I gotta say, I love the lighter tone. It's kicking ass. I love that it went back to that season one feel. They really were serious about that. It like it just kicks off feeling fun. The new suit though is awesome. We got the callback to the fat flash when the suit inflates, but like all the new tech in I it. I wish they kept the lenses because I know they got rid of all the tech at the end, but right. I wish they kept the lenses. I feel like those would so be helpful cool. against like top or yeah. something like that. So they just look so cool. They really did. But also we got Wally's weird new hairstyle. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I felt it's about 30 that. 30 Seconds to Mars. I love that he hairstyle. still hates being called Kid Flash. Like it's a still running thing on the show now. I'm getting a little <laughs> tired of Iris West. Dude, so that's not just me. Like she no, came off she's way horrible. too like bossy and like I run this stuff now. It's Pretty like much. who are you? She was... You're the useless chick that always needs to be saved. Caitlin's a biotech and a chemist and stuff like that. What can you do? You can read a map. She's a blogger. That was her whole role. The whole episode was like, she read the map. She's like, make a left. It's like, you're a glorified GPS woman. Yeah, she was pretty mean. I couldn't believe it. We apologize to our female audience. No, (laughs) no. I'm all about hashtag feminism and stuff like that. But we got, like, Caitlin Snow and stuff like that. Like, we have Gypsy. Gypsy was a great part of this episode. You got to see, like, one 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 day. But really, really interesting to see their relationship develop. Although we now know she's not going to be a part of the crossover. So that kind of stuff. Gypsy? Yeah. But I'm waiting to see Danny Trejo come in as Breacher, as her yeah. dad. I think that's going to be hilarious. I just think, oh my God. His hair is getting long. It was a pain to watch Iris. It really is. It like, was really a pain. Although she wasn't wearing a bra, so that was acceptable. <laughs> uh, the biggest thing for me is just she's not the leader of the team. Like, And the fact that Barry listens to her, like I could literally get everything done. Like, her biggest, like, I've told you so moment was that Barry like diverted a car onto a street that had construction. She's like, if you'd listened to me, you would have known there was construction. It's like, and he stopped the car anyway. So, yeah, he's the flash. Like, yeah, literally. So, he's second in command for Team Flash. I really hope that dynamic doesn't really continue throughout the rest of the season. I think it's going to weigh down some of the episodes if it does. Because it's like... <clears throat> What do you really bring to the team? You can type 80 words a minute. And she gets mad at people. 
That's basically her whole role is just being mad. And they had to go to couples therapy, which I thought was hilarious because I was hoping that they were going to do this very famous scene from the comics where Barry's in therapy and he simultaneously like saves a huge rebuilds the city like too. It rebuilds the city like for a crash, but he's moving so fast that he's creating a speed so the therapist never realizes that he was gone. So I thought it was going to be one of those things because they're in the therapy and his phone starts going off like with an alert. And I just thought that was going to be the moment that you see. I thought that was a poorly missed opportunity because that's a very famous. Oh, scene how about that comics. awesome grenade scene, dude? Oh my god! So uh, thinkers, one of thinkers, techies guys drops this grenade in Joe's office, and it detonates, and literally all the shrapnel come. Barry comes in out of nowhere and slow mo scoops up every single individual piece of shrapnel and gets out of there and gets out of there because the he's on like he's not in the suit or anything like that and gets out of there before anybody like he got one just as it's about to get to Joe but it was like an insane sequence because they were literally standing on top of it so it was like a millisecond it was gorgeous like they yeah they're saying so like well his done. speed now is so much faster than he ever was before like you saw him struggle to catch bullets in the previous seasons yeah. this was literally point blank range a grenade on top of them and he got in and milliseconds and scooped up like hundreds of pieces of shrapnel it was so well shot yeah, pretty the cool. special effects were absolutely incredible but it's just like it's just elaborating on what they said last week where he's like so much faster than he ever was before like it's insane he really is the fastest man alive now, and which thank I love. god it's about time it really is like wally can't even keep up with him anymore it's yeah it's bad and like they had tried to make wally seem like he was the fast one last year mm-hmm. so really really interesting what they do with that the thinker is already becoming one of my favorite villains just the look of him like that cold and motionless thing but just uh, like they have him finishing like a famous unfinished symphony while he's just trying to like put together everything but it looks like he's assembling like his own little team i want to know how they got powers because they have kilgore as the villain this week and he didn't get his powers from the particle accelerator he was like totally away yeah that's happen. the big revelation this week yeah but then they make that revelation one year and it was a a, a slight crossover with uh, arrow they were fighting a metahuman and they were like blackout Whoa. Black, well, it wasn't Blackout. It wasn't Blackout. Uh, it was somebody else. I think it was Rainbow, Rainbow Raider. Rainbow yeah. Raider. Um, not, no, it wasn't Rainbow Raider. It was that somebody was the else. first ever crossover with Rainbow Raider. First ever crossover was Rainbow Raider, but there was a specific episode of Arrow where they had Cisco come on for like two seconds because they were fighting a metahuman. They didn't know what exactly to do. And it was somebody that was released in a later episode. Okay, I don't, I don't know yeah. who it is, but yeah, that was a weird revelation. Is that I'm the like, guy that becomes Solomon Grundy? I don't know. It's not. It was. It was. It was a guy with uh, eye powers for some odd reason. And oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah it was. Yeah. It was like it was. Uh, it, it was the Adam fighting him. I mean, if it was after the Flash first there, then he probably just came from Central City. Yeah, it, he did come from Central. No, but he was. They said the, the the weird revelation of this episode, and people out there back me up. It was an episode of Arrow, and they said the whole point is he got his powers before the particle accelerator. Oh, interesting. So he wasn't even near Central City at the time. Huh. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. One of the bigger revelations from set photos released this week is that the crossover finished filming yesterday, and we have the identity of the Flash from Earth-X, and it is Tom Cavanaugh. So it'll be interesting to see him I back wonder, as the reverse Flash. I wonder, is he playing Eobard is or he Barry? Wells? Is he Barry? I, it's just another excuse to get him back in that suit, which I'm all about. So be Also, really... a real strong lack of Harrison Wells in the last two episodes. Yeah, I'm really sad. So Harry's back this week, though, so we'll, we'll get Thank him God. back. And I mean, apparently he has a really cool story arc for the season, so I'll be really interested to see what they do with it. It's just incredible how they find a way to reinvent a new character for him every season. Like, it really speaks to the he's quality necessary. of the I really writing. feel like there's a huge hole when he's not around. Right, and it, like, they find a way to make his character matter. 
Like, he's not just some useless dude on the sidelines, no. you know what I mean? He, and even when he is, he ends up being pretty important. Right, so really, really interested to see what they do with that. I love the fact that the Earth X, like, the extra S on the suit for the Nazis and stuff like that. Just excited to see the reverse flash again. It's my favorite villain there is. Did anybody watch Arrow? I did not. Right. I watched are you going to refer to the name drop? Are you referring to the name drop of Bruce Wayne in the universe? That was huge. Is that, is that what happened? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't hear? So, like, the big reveal on Arrow, if you're not following along, is that Oliver was revealed to be the green arrow to the city, and he's trying to deny it. And he's like, oh, pictures can be photoshopped and this and that. And then he goes, for all you know, it could be Bruce Wayne under that mask. He goes, does he moonlight out of Gotham City? Doing Like, it was a direct, direct Batman reference. Direct. And then on top of that, with the Flash on the same night, having the Batman reference in the suit like he has to overcome the babble protocol mm. where the suit's going to detonate there is no way that that is like just coincidence no, to have two huge batman we're gonna references. get a batman well even outside of that like you like when they first did the crossover uh with the episode they did name drop him in the f- episode of the flash oh with on the button and, the, uh, and, and, and no the and on the newspaper too it's queen industries and oh, Wayne Enterprises Wayne he also had that his phone in the in Flashpoint, right? Bruce, yeah, Bruce, Bruce Diana, Hal, Clark. Diana, and Dad, yeah. Clark and Dad, yeah. But so that was, but there's no way that that's just incidental. Like two episodes the same week, yeah. dropping massive Batman references. Are we gonna get a Batman, dude? They gave us Superman. They said we were they, never gonna get Superman. Anymore. I mean, if if Kid Flash is gonna go over to Titans, we need to have a Batman because there's a Nightwing, dude. I think it's gonna happen. I think that this is how they they slowly like drop. I wish they would just stop making movies and put all their money into their TV shows. Dude, imagine what Flash would do with like a twenty million dollar an episode budget. Did you speaking of budgets? The Game of Thrones final season, the budgets have been announced twenty million per episode. That's awesome. That's insane when you think about like a TV show. But then when you realize that's one hundred eighty million dollars. That's one hundred eighty million dollars for an eight hour movie. Think about that. If you were to make an eight hundred million dollar movie, <laughs> like that's what you'd get blockbuster. So that's actually a pretty decent. Like when you scale it to the scope of what this season's actually going to be, but that's pretty crazy to me. Uh, so yeah, wrapping things up for Flash, we got like the nice little after sting with the the thinker wanting to assemble his team. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Legends had a pretty good episode this week. They went back uh, to PT Barnum Circus. They had to like hunt down a saber. Billy Zane. Segment, so. Billy Zane. <laughs> we got some great Titanic jokes from Victor Garber and stuff. And more than anything, we got introduced to a new villain, Kuwasa, who I think is someone on Vixen's radar. Uh, mm. But Vixen got to see her modern day granddaughter fighting and kicking ass in current time they're doing a a whole lot to build like the whole rip versus the the legends thing like his time bureau versus legend of tomorrow like who's gonna fix it up quicker i mean he's kind of on their side anyway i know but i can compare it to like two maid services competing over calls yeah (laughs) i will get there first and climb it with lemon except this time it's (laughs) the legends once again being stupid that ruined everything. I like that Ray Palmer's got new versions of his tech that can like make other people shrink. Oh, he's fully he Iron Man now. Yeah, like which I really, really like. <laughs> he's he even has a he's, he's got repulsor rays, he's got oh. the gloves, and now he can make other people shrink and stuff like that. It's really cool. Oh boy. And I love Citizen Steel getting drunk and starting a bar fight with a dude and then stealing up every time the dude hit him. And kind of outing everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah, he goes, and this guy gets teeny weeny and this guy gets on fire and flies. <laughs> it's, it was. We abs- both have flight. Actually. Yeah, they both, yeah, they both actually have the power of flight. I apologize, but really interesting dynamic with him and uh, Amar again. I I really like that that whole relationship. I love Sarah as the leader of the team. Like she's just badass. Like I really wish her character could go more into the other shows. I feel like she's a great character. Yeah, Katie Lotz is just. They didn't. They, she was really under like for the seasons of Arrow that she was on underutilized and. Because they were trying to build uh, whatever 
I'm just dying I to really, know now. I couldn't stand her on Arrow, and now I do like her on Legends. Like, they're already phasing Firestorm out. Like, Firestorm does not act as much. Now that you know Garber's leaving, it's like, what are they going to do? Like, it's like Martian Manhunter Syndrome, where you have, like, one of the most powered-up heroes, and you have to keep finding ways to take him out of action. I mean, Ronnie's gone. There's still Jason, right? Yeah, but it's just like... How many times can you pull that? Oh, there just so happens to be one other guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I don't know. It was interesting to see what book. they think. Comic book logic. Really? Or, you know, they, let's say they could, I mean, they could always just replace Victor Garber with a different actor. I mean, I liked your your idea of them just having them constantly be merged right. forever. I think that that makes sense because then you could just do the voiceover. Victor yeah, Garber you could can get, go record I mean, entire seasons. You could just get somebody else to do his yeah, voice. Yeah, realistically. And then, you, and then that makes it even more comic accurate. Yeah. Because that's how it is in the comics. He's yeah. merged and then he just hears the voice. They really, you draw the little animated head, but you don't need to do that. <laughs> you know, that'd but, be so cool. Uh, so yeah, I think that's going to wrap things up for Sweekly. We got some news on the Venom movie, which not only starts filming the first week of January and cast Jenny Slate from Parks and Rec, Mona Lisa Saperstein. Really? Yeah, it's the love interest. Of Venom, so that'll be interesting to see. And <laughs> okay, I'm like, already not. Uh, not that I don't like Jenny Slate. I. But what? What? But what? Why? Why? But what? And apparently, Why? it's going to be based off the comic book storyline, Lethal Protector. Yeah, which is basically the first Venom storyline with his own solo book, and it ends with Spider-Man seeing Venom on the news and going to San Francisco to beat him up, but he ends up having to fight five like Venom variant offspring symbiote creatures. I don't know. All I know is that the Titans series has finally rounded out its cast. That pilot's going to start filming within the next two weeks. We got Ryan Potter from, uh, what movie was he in? It was famous. Damn it. Um, but he is a relatively unknown young kid, and he's going to be playing our Beast Boy. So we have a full cast now. This show is going to film. We're finally, like, this long rumored, kicked around for the past 10 years pilot. But there's fine. no, like, Aqualad or. Nope. Archer or Speedster? No. So I actually have it right here. I'll pull up what we have for our full cast because I prepare ahead of time. Uh, But, yeah, what are your thoughts on, like, do you think it should just go to CW? Like, is it a waste? What are we doing here? I I think... Go ahead. No, you. All you. Okay. Um, I think the whole thing is it's going to be, like, what happened with Supergirl. You're going to watch it and you say, this is going to be a good show, but I think it's wasted because it's not part of the larger universe. And, um, well, the whole thing is, too, is like if you're going to have the guy, here you go, there's our full cast. So if you're going to have the people from the CW writing it. Dick Grayson in his 30s and everyone else is a kid. Yeah. And the, apparently all the CGI and VFX tests have been taking place this week. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And I love that Hawk and Dove are like spinoff characters already. So like, oh, we I don't care if it's on a show. new network, but I really just hope it's all connected. Really, like, just don't put it on free form. <laughs> like, don't give me that. Te- I will fight for you until your heart stops beating. Well, I mean, Hawk and Dove are in it, so really, and that, like, that's mm. just gonna be so corny. Uh, in other start dates, we also got the start date for Terminator Six. James Cameron's return to the franchise with Linda Hamilton is gonna be starting filming in March, and I am actually really pumped about this one. The fact that like it's going back to the roots because that's one of my favorite franchises. I of love all time. the Terminator franchise, and Genesis was so off the rails; it was ridiculous. Like, I don't really like. Three, I like four with Christian Bale, and then one and two are masterpieces. Yeah, one and two are masterpieces. People hate on the Bale one. I thought he was a I great he, John Connor. I thought he did a good job, and I think the storyline was very Dude, well. Dude, having put. to save your young father, mm-hmm. like your twelve-year-old like, dad, like that was crazy. Like, you know, every and the the actors in that entire film just did a really good job, and that was one of Joel Edgerton's. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard uh, playing yeah. his wife, like yeah, really yeah. Little, well. Uh, Anton Yelchin. 
Anton yeah, Young, and then Sam Worthington playing yeah, the human yeah, hybrid. Sam and Warburg, And I thought yeah. that was a brilliant twist on there to take a human and yeah. like make them part. So this way they don't even know that they're in. But like, so well made. And I, I just really excited to see it going back to the roots. I really do, as much as I hate on James Cameron for Avatar and all that stuff, he knows what he's doing when it comes to Terminator. And I love that, no, that's why he was hating on Wonder Woman. So we talked about this last week. I got the full story. Now, he's hating on Wonder Woman because he's like, Wonder Woman's being praised as the first superhero female-led action movie and stuff. He's like, I did it 20 years ago with Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2. She was the original. He's like, but where's my praise? Where's my groundbreaker? And it was, it was 20 years ago. It was literally like, the, but why not me? Like, yeah. that was his whole, like, I could not believe that was his Maybe whole Maybe you shouldn't there. have spent all that time doing Titanic just saying, Really, Avatar or Avatar eighteen and nineteen? <laughs> Working on at this point, but yeah. Uh, moving on to trailer talk this week, we did get a great uh, behind the scenes featurette of Bright, the Netflix movie that we are super hyped for with Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. Great new footage showed in that one, and I'm super hyped for the trailer next Wednesday. Now, Robert, I think you're on the same level of excitement for this as yeah, me. I like no, this. I- this is... It's, it could be potentially game-changing, because not only does it look like a great movie overall, but the fact that it's the first $100 million Netflix movie that's not going to theaters. And stuff, like This is complete like Lewis and Clark territory here. This yeah. has never been done before. Did you say Lewis and Clark? No, Lewis. Starring Dane Kane. <laughs> but, I mean, it's... You this could be huge. It. So like, it's right on Netflix starring Will Smith December and Dean Kane. Yep. No. Joel Dean Kane, yeah, Dean Kane <laughs> is going to be in there. He's returning to his classic form of mopey, overpaid actor as the best Superman. You mean? So I, I'm really, really excited for this movie because I, I, I hope it does well. Not only do I hope it's a great movie, but I hope that they, it really does well and gets out there because I think it'll allow movies that would never get made by a Hollywood studio to start getting made, and especially in the sci-fi superhero genre, which Netflix seems to be turning to, buying Millar World, making movies like this and stuff like that. I think that there's a lot of creativity that can be done and some great series, Raising Dion, that we talked about last week. Like, this is all a new territory for them, I feel like. Well, there's certainly, because right now, I mean, they're in the red. They need these, they need, you know, they're raising their prices of subscription. Uh, I think it starts next month. Uh, I feel like they're Netflix? going the opposite yeah, no. of Marvel, whereas Marvel is so self-controlled and Mar- Netflix is just like, okay, you can just do it and stuff like that, where they're going the opposite, where it's like more like smaller creators where they can have more of a say in what they Well, they know, and that's that's the great thing, but again, it's the matter of how much money they're sinking in, and that's where we're starting, again, we're seeing the raising in prices. Where's the money? I'll tell you, they just released today, they're investing $8 billion in their new anime services. Whoa. $8 billion with a B. That's crazy. Into anime. And they just did the one billion for TV budgets, right? Yeah. Like, that is crazy. That's nuts. They're, they're launching more than 20 new anime shows. That's crazy. Yeah. Eight billion. Eight billion dollars. That's not a joke. Okay. Okay. So this is where, because I do watch anime. Um, what? Eight billion. Got to compete with that Crunchyroll. Oh, but it, like I have a subscription to Crunchyroll too. But the idea is like even Crunchy, like this is where you're paying. Crunchyroll is not, you know, basically takes their stuff from Tokyo directly and plays it a few hours later. This is more like the lines along the lines of we're going to develop our own series and make you watch it. That's crazy, <laughs> and force that's, it down your throat, and that's why we're raising your prices. Is, and it's like they're in they're in the red, and there's. I think I would pay up to twenty bucks a month for Netflix. It's to make worth its it. library fifty percent original from anime to M and A. Oh, okay. 
Okay, not just anime. It's like no, anime. Twitter, no, it's really they're banking most of it on anime. Oh god! Like literally eight billion dollars for like Gundam Wing style shows. That's awesome. I think it's creative, but it's just like that's a it's lot crazy. It's a lot of money. Billion dollars. Know, okay. That's- that's yeah. That really is some doctor. Like I just did. You see South Park last week? It was the fractured butthole prequel. They basically made fun of Netflix. They called. They were like calling Netflix, and he's like, "Hi Netflix, we bought it. You're green there for six episodes." And it's like that's how they greeted the post. Like, what's this show about again? After they've already signed the paperwork and everything, <laughs> it's literally Netflix will give a show to anybody. So it's just hilarious. That's what it feels like at this point. Like I could just call up and like the Get Your Geek On podcast would be a great Netflix series. But they're killing it. Yeah. They really are because people watch it because there's nothing better when you're drunk at 2 a.m. Yeah. They just suddenly start. That's where I realized it's like you just fall down a hole. Like I'll start watching a documentary and then it's like the people that watch this. I've watched. I mean, I just watch the same like five shows over and I over. I watch and Hulu over. a lot more though. I've noticed though than I watch. Netflix. It depends on like it depends on. I kind of can't stand Hulu. Like Hulu has things that you can watch, um, and Netflix has things that you can watch. But I like going to Netflix more because they have more of the content that I like. To Netflix has the stand-up comedy specials, which that's like the big thing for me. And they're just way better original shows. But lastly on Netflix is Marvel taking a big FU swing by announcing that they're dropping The Punisher on November 17th. Which if that date sounds familiar, it might be because Justice League just so happens to drop on November 17th as well. Just so happens to remember that this is not the first time this happened. If you remember Batman and Superman yep. and Civil War were originally supposed to open on the exact same day. So Marvel has not got qualms with stepping right up and like, hey, we're going to take some viewers away from you, however we <laughs> Well, it's not even that. It's like, hey, did you just come out of that midnight showing of Justice League? Guess what's on. Guess what's on now? <laughs> Punisher. You're not going to sleep for a day. Really? They might as well just, co- like, your Netflix subscription should come with, like, a form letter to call out of work. Like, yeah. dear employer, <laughs> your glorified, loyal subscriber. Yeah. Well, I mean, not waiting is, the, like, w- oh, waiting to watch it is the hardest part. Because if it's on there, like, you're going to want to go home and just watch it. And the fact it. that this is going to be, like, hard R, like, this is a different step from the other Netflix shows, I'm really, really... No, that's this my is problem is with Stranger Things, because my, my plan with Stranger Things Season 2 is just to binge it on Halloween night that's a damn so, good like, idea that waiting that like four day wait is gonna kill it's coming me. out it's we, it comes it's, out on the 27th and then so this 27th 28th 29th 30th and the 31st so that's a five day wait that i'm just gonna be yanking my hair out trying to avoid spoilers for stranger things why would you just see it the day it comes? Ah, i don't want to just want to watch it on halloween i have no plans i'm just gonna sit down with the girl watch stranger things for eight hours Enjoy my it's night. I'll take it. That happened when season one came out. I avoided it for like the first month it was out. And then I watched the first episode just to see if I liked it. And then it was four o'clock in the morning and I was finishing up the eighth episode. Yeah. It's pretty awful. Yeah, no, you will. That, that, that's a show that uh, will take away many people's, many, many people's lives. I'll take it. Um, and I'm looking forward to that on. I'm so looking forward to it. I know, I can't wait. I, but I bought something to uh, sate my palate. I got a Nintendo Switch that comes out on the 27th. So I'm just going to play that for five days. Oh, straight. what are you going to play? Super Mario Odyssey comes out on that day. Use my discount. Did. You did? Yeah. Five, five, three, three, three. Yeah, five, five, five. No, five, 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 three, five three, 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 three. You heard it here first. Yeah, folks. there is. <laughs> Oops. No. Yeah, Super Mario, I... I played the demo, dude. It... I mm. had so many doubts, and then I played the demo, and I was like, yeah, I'll buy the Switch. <laughs> and I bought it, like, right there. It was so good. I would have told you to go Breath of the Wild, probably. Oh, I have it. I have it for the Wii U, so I've already played it. So that's going to be my second game. Nice. 
So in some movie news, we did get announced that the Skrulls will make their film debut in X-Men Dark Phoenix. Nah. Yeah, man. What? All right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That's not even the correct villain. I know. I know. Like, that's why I just heard that. <laughs> I was just like, what? I'm sorry. That's not... Now, just... Excuse me. No, apparently <clears throat> the Skrulls are, like, seeking out the Phoenix Force for themselves. <clears throat> Boo. Yeah. Boo. Like, and I'm an X-Men fan. Like, you had, like, I was one of your last remaining fans. So, now out I of just sit all back the people, I'm like, there goes Secret Invasion. Man, yeah. it's like, Fox, are you really just trying I to... I feel like that's the you back for Fantastic Four cutting the comics off. I feel like yeah. that's what that is. They're like, oh, yeah, really? You guys are going to do Secret Invasion? No. We're going to ruin them. <laughs> it's just like, that's just like, really? You could have picked anybody. You have the rights to the Shi'ar Empire. And the multitude of characters that you could bring in for that is infinitesimal, especially Gladiator. And yet, you don't do that. You pick the Scrolls. You just licked my pizza. I mean, they have so many awesome villains in the X Men universe, and they just and, and especially on the comic right side, it's like you have the Brood, you have the Shi'ar. Those are that's what happened. <laughs> they were supposed to do the Shi'ar, and they couldn't get Jessica Chastain to sign on, so they were like, "Screw it, Scrolls." So, CGI it. We can't get a star. Like, who do we got that we can just throw some latex on? Oh, I love Fox. They're so great. I I'm so Fox. disappointed because, <laughs> like, we had talked about forever how we thought Secret Invasion is the perfect next step to go. And especially, that's now they're just saying screw you to Captain Marvel, too, because Captain Marvel was supposed to be the, like, introduction of the scrolls and everything. And now they're just like, oh, really? Yeah, we're, we're just going to lick your pizza and kick it off the that's table. That's so awful. It's like, oh. oh. Man, I'm not even looking forward to a Dark Phoenix movie. And now it's not even a Dark Phoenix movie. Now it's, like, overforced scroll. It's like the way they ruined Silver Surfer. In Fantastic Four too, just like a throwaway usage. Like really, really disappointed just, in that. That is such a such a waste. Such a such. Oh, in uh, some other Marvel news, Thor has launched on Rotten Tomatoes with 100 percent positive. <laughs> so I read the reviews. They say it's almost too light, which I'm like, really? Oh, Where is this balance? For you? DC's too dark and gritty and sad, and now Marvel's too light and happy. Like you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's like Goldilocks. Like this movie's too dark. This one's too light. <laughs> Robin Hood. Of uh, Robin Hood. Why did I say that? Because it is Robin Hood. <laughs> Rotten Ragnarok. Tomatoes is. The bane of my it's existence. It's the bane of movies. Like they, it's it's ruining turning movies. off. And, yeah, I think so. And now that like even when you buy the DVD, they put it like certified fresh on the DVD and stuff. And it's like, dude, as a movie reviewer, it is sucks because you can pay Rotten Tomatoes for good reviews, which is like that is the worst thing in the world to me. But I also hate that like with these superhero movies now, like Man of Steel now is reaching like that cult status where it's love. But like look at Watchmen. Everybody hated on Watchmen when it comes. I love that when movie. it came out. I know, but now it's revered as like one of the best superhero movies ever made. But it's just like what you, people are gonna turn to it and stuff like that. It's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating because how can you say it's too light? It's meant to just be a fun like buddy road trip space movie of them trying to like stop some stuff. I don't need serious consequences. Oh, I, I, I mean, especially when you look at the first two films, they were you know they tried to be one of the more serious franchises and it just didn't work out. So you know, Chris Hemsworth. I mean, he's got such a great, like, comedy side to him. Yeah, like, you know, that's one of the, the, he was one of the bright spots of the Ghostbusters that we had last year. Yeah, they really let him loose, apparently. It's like, they really let him loose on that, and when it was like, if you have all, you hear all the stuff from coming out of the cast, it's like, this man can do nothing wrong when it comes to comedy. And so let him have fun. Yeah, I don't see Can't why not. We forgot. We didn't talk about the Black Panther trailer. Oh, yes, we, we didn't talk Dude, about it. Dude, tell me you saw it. I didn't it. see it. Dude. I saw, like, GIF 
forms of no, like no, 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 no. guys we're we're doing like a two minute hold on this show we can't like i wasn't even like i've been hyped about this movie but this trailer who robert yeah Come on! Yeah, the way that the, the way that the oh wait the, just just <laughs> wait till you see the Killmonger suit, bro. The, the Killmonger suit. All right, is... so everybody go to Google, look up the Black Panther trailer, and you can watch and you it. Can with watch us. along with us. It's so good. Wakanda looks dope, dude. I love the force field. As Martin they fly Freeman's in. American accent is so awful. <laughs> I feel like he's stretching it. Wait, and then the second Black Panther suit is that her suiting up or is that an upgrade of his? No, the uh... she suits up as Black Panther in the comic. She does. I mean, his his sister Shuri does. Lion King, that whole that guy. You just frightened me about that movie. The Killmonger breaks claw It's so good, guys. You really need to watch this trailer. Was that the Land of the Dead? Yep. Here it comes. Boom. Yeah. Pay real close attention to his suit at the end. You'll see the energy beams light up. How he can capture and redistribute kinetic energy. His sonic cannon, bro. They put it in. Mm. There's a lot of Black Panther vs. Cars in this. Yeah. Huh? Watch Whoa. right here. You see the suit lighting up? Boom. <coughs> That's it. Pretty dope. That looks damn good. Like and we're I back. still disagree with releasing it in Black History Month, but I'm just excited to see it. It, it looks like an entirely new world that we're going to be stepping into, which yeah, I really, really like, like. And I think where it was start, started by Martin Friedman's character was the idea. I've seen all this stuff I have never seen. Yeah. It this. looks good, man. So moving on to a little bit of video game news, which we usually never have here. Visceral Studios has been closed by EA Sports, and they are shipping Star Wars off to another studio. <sighs> Just That's like LucasArts. Really sad to see that go, but uh, I can understand it with all the backlash from Battlefront. So be interesting to see where they take those games, because... They were, like, on the right track, and then they just completely screwed them up. So be interesting to see what they do with that. Uh, let's see here. Thor launches to 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sure that's going to drop. Um, Boo 2, a Medea Halloween, is projected to win the box office this weekend over the terrible flop Geostorm. What Which is, is so happening? bad that Anthony didn't know what it was before we went on the air. So Never heard of it. That is going to tell you why it's not making money right now. Boo 2, a Medea Halloween, which I cannot even believe got made. Like... Robert, we need the black opinion on this. Like, what is it with Tyler Perry that just draws in black people by droves? 
Uh, it's the, it's the it is the drag queen esque idea. No, uh, no. What it, like these <laughs> movies make millions? Yeah, make it, well, it, it's make a tons of the it, plays even sell out on yeah. DVDs. No, they do. Mm-hmm. It, he, he that character is well loved, and he hadn't done it for a minute. Like he had been off of. Trying to say like I'm done with Medea. Like oh, no, no, no. Like he, like it was like all right. So they he, they they pulled him in. They tried pulling in Tyler, Tyler Perry for different roles. We've Alex seen Alex Cross. Alex Cross. I mean, so. it just reminds me of like when he's been when, doing. Uh, Tracy Morgan would do female characters on Thirty Rock. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it seems like to yeah. me. It's but just, this is this is a beloved character, though. It's but like, it's just like there's no white equivalent. It's not like Carrot Top. Is that the, no? The, 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 the white the equivalent would be Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire was a one-off. Yes, thing, but that like, the, the the idea is again, you know, it's just like that's the kind of character. If we could have had a Mrs. Doubtfire too, and Robin Williams she's would, made twenty Medea movies. Is, like, yeah. how is that character? Is there legitimately twenty? Yeah, yeah, and then there's like ten plays. Yeah, like it's yeah. crazy because every one of them gets like three sequels. Yeah. Like Medea goes to jail. Medea goes to jail. Medea goes to the colonoscopy. Hey, I mean, if he's making his nut off of it, he was well the highest paid actor in Hollywood like three years, three years ago. ago. That's like, crazy. He's, yeah. He is worth a hundred and eighty million. No, I'm sorry, six hundred million dollars. I don't think I've seen a single one of his movies because he's also just production. Yeah, you know, he did a lot of those plays living in his car. Like, I was in a lot of Black Foster homes, and they all had the plays, bro. Like, every one of them had the plays. I knew about Medea from the plays long before he started doing the movies. Yeah. There were plays before there were yeah. movies? Oh, yeah, there was, like, eight plays before Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Christ. Yeah. Yep. And they're all, like, three hours long. <laughs> like, That's insane. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. They're all good, though, but... So uh, that's projected to take the box office this weekend, and, of course, with Thor opening, that'll lose, and then Justice League the week after. Uh, so in some quick comic news, the Power Rangers uh, comic book has introduced the original team of Power Rangers from 1969 with a few slight changes. We have our first ever male pink ranger, and we have a female red ranger and a female black ranger for the first time leading the team. So interesting to see what they're doing with that. They're launching the series uh, called uh, Power Rangers War, where they're like having every generation of Power Rangers ever that are facing. I wanted to get the deluxe treasure. hardcover for Power Rangers Year One, but yeah. it's like seventy dollars. Yeah. It's a good series. So I've been no. reading it. Uh, another series that is uh, coming together here that is going to be really, really good is the um, Flash War that they've announced with oh, Wally yeah. against Barry. It's going to be kicking off. Tall in a Wally, right? Months. Yep. So it'd be really interesting to see what they do with that. Also, a quick announcement that I didn't get to make in the movie news. It's been announced Deadpool 2 will see Deadpool in his X-Force costume at some point. Uh, some pictures were released of him backstage, and you can see the costumes hanging there. And so he's going to be in the gray and black at some point. So there's no Wolverine for X-Force, so who do you think they're going to get? The son or maybe his daughter? I think they go X-23. That'd be awesome. I think because if I mean, she's Wolverine. Cables, they've already said they're going to change Cable's origin from the comics. But if you have him as a time traveler, I, I see no reason you can't pluck her from the timeline. Yeah. That makes total sense to me. And it's like you're not having to worry about any rights issues or anything like that. Like you own Logan and that character. So I'm really interested to see what they do with it. I think X-Force Yet you is be use the scrolls. That is just, there's no other explanation that than some vindictive CEO is like, oh, really? They want to cut us off with the comics? Oh, they're going to use him in Captain Marvel? No, they're not. <laughs> Approved. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. Or it's, you know... They would all make so much money if they just shared. It's... Hugh Jackman has said he'd come back. Like, just Hulk Wolverine. That's all you need. Like, you just advertise... Don't even put together a trailer for anything else. Just show that. 
show two seconds of that, like, yeah, claws pop, and then Hulk scream, and then run at each other, and then freeze out, and then be like, yeah, you're paying. Like, <laughs> I just yeah. called it, yeah, you're going. They, anyway. would, <laughs> they would win Comic-Con. In collaboration with Fox just... and Marvel Studios, from the director of Avengers and the producer of X-Men comes, we know you're going. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it. It's like, where's my money? Yeah. <laughs> In association with RottenTomatoes.com. <laughs> like, but it would be interesting to see what they... Like, that would be like the Comic-Con announcement 10 years from now. Like, in the announcement, you never thought would happen. Worlds collide. A 70-year-old Hugh Jackman. Well, he's already... <laughs> old man Logan has been Literally. brought back. We froze his head like yeah, old Disney. Older man Logan. I'd watch Older Man Logan. Dude, now they're making an Old Man Hawkeye comic series. I know. Which is like, he was cool in the Old Man Logan series in small doses, but it's like, you still are a glorified Well, Marvel Legolas can't do bro. anything, Marvel can't do anything but regurgitate their most famous storylines. Dude, lines. the legacy covers are selling terribly. The, the series was awful. That they're doing. The, the one shot yeah. was terrible. Oh my I God. Mean, like, the, oh, I mean, like, The only part that I liked was seeing spoilers, Val and Franklin. Well, I guess the other thing end. is they cheaped out on the paper. Like, DC yeah. has printed lenticulars on very thick paper. That's why they look so good. So the Marvel ones, there's no set one image. They bleed into each other so no matter how you turn it you never get like one image transitioning to another like even with your hardcover it is the dead on lenticulars like they they understood like you can't cheap out on the paper Marvel which i'm like, happy with because like if you were to go back five six years lenticulars. marvel marvel was doing awesome they had really good cardstock really good paper and their hardcovers were threaded even their regular comics uh, thread bound not glued terrible. and dc always glued their bindings so your dc books fall apart i have stacks of books that have just fallen apart after reading them one time now it's the complete opposite Marvel's Thanks, Disney. Terrible. Dude, you can't get, like, a near-mint Marvel comic off the rack anymore. No, like, can't. they're just so printed terribly that even the weight of each other on top of them causes... Yeah, when I get them in my pull list, they're creased, they're, they're smudged. And DC's the exact opposite. DC's like, we're going to print our shit on, like, unbreakable stocks. And this yeah. way you get, like, all the Dark Knight metal stuff. Amazing. Incredible. Time. Like, the foil covers have been great. That's the other thing. Marvel completely has screwed up foil and covers. And they're $2.99. Every single it's one amazing. Of them. Like that's insane. They're like putting in this crazy amount of money and then keeping the price. A lot up. of image books aren't even two ninety nine anymore. Dude, DC's <laughs> killing it right now, man. They're like they are really on top, and they're only going to get more popular with Doomsday Clock launching in a couple weeks. Like we're going to be reviewing that every single month. Can't wait. I really can't wait. Like that is going to be in depth coverage because Watchmen I hold up as one of my three greatest comic book stories of all time. And like they just released the cover of issue number three, and it's Batman sitting in the back cave reading Rorschach's journal. I'm like, oh, Rorschach and Batman, the two greatest detectives of all time. Please let them meet. I think they're doing covers by Brian Ballin, too, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Yeah, like, uh, there's a so there's a cover that's like a Watchmen variant with, like, a little bit of a DC take on it, and then the main ones will be the DC with a little bit of Watchmen. I saw one with the Joker. There's one with the Joker, and then the issue number one is Superman standing in front of the clock and, like, lit up by Dr. Manhattan in the background. So sick. Dude, it looks so cool, and I cannot wait. And the fact that Jeff Johns is making his return to come, like, he's not going to come back to write some crappy series. You know what I mean? Like, he put a lot of work. They've been releasing just trailers of just him talking about it and showing, like, individual pages and stuff like that. They've put a lot of, they haven't seen this type of marketing since Blackest Night, and we all know how that series turned out to be. Terrible. So. <laughs> I almost just reached across the table. No! <laughs> I'm sorry. I just started to quake with rage. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's uh, moving on to the poll of the week here so we can wrap things up. Anthony, I heard you have an original poll this week. It's yeah, a great I story. Am, 
doing the Omega Men by Tom King. And we all love Green Lantern here, so tell us a little bit about the story for the people that have not heard of it. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but basically the book starts off with a terrorist organization uh, hijacking TVs all over the their solar system, and they drag a body or a person, tie him to a chair, and then they have this whole long like manifesto, and they finish it off by revealing that the captor is kyle rayner and they grab him by the hair and yank him up and just slit his throat on live tv go out and read omega men really great it's available in trade paperback form which i gotta tell you when i started collecting comics i was like anti-trade paperback now i'm all for it i'm all for them now because i'm like i I don't have the time to hunt down 18 issues at like different shops and stuff i used to love the hunt like i used to all be too now i'm tired of it now i'm just like i just want to read it man like, and that's the other thing. Like, I'll wait for sto- – like, even in my pull box now, like, I'll wait for a six-issue story to run the six issues. And then just pick them up and read because them. Because I'm like, I can't stand that whole month. Like, that's why I love DC being biweekly now because it makes it so much easier, especially when they have, like, those nail-biting storylines. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than having to wait a month for your comics. But I think that's going to wrap things up this week. My poll was uh, Dark Knight Metal's tie-in that drowned, which is the Aquaman version. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really good story. Were the fan theories right? Was it Aquaman and Mera merged? Yep. That's what I thought. Yeah. Damn, man, you're good. I love it, man. But it's a great storyline. It's just worked out to be really well. So I'm interested to do it. I mean, when you got me to go back and buy all the other issues after just reading Dawnbreaker, that says I had actually I had Red Death too. So Red Death and Dawnbreaker got me sold. Red Death is my favorite one so far. Red Death has been great because of like the whole dynamic of it and stuff like that. I also kind of liked Murder Machine for like not not a big cyborg fan, but I really liked Murder Machine. Murder Machine was the Atom. No, it's uh. I haven't read it yet. It's uh, it's the cyborg equivalent. Okay. But they basically took cyborg off the table. They give him that Sub Zero Mortal Kombat finisher where they take his head and spine out. Nice. Pretty sweet. Yeah, so that's gonna wrap things up for this week's episode of the Get You Geek On podcast. Make sure you come back every week to watch our greatest reviews of the CW shows. I'm so excited that they're back. And as always, make sure you just check out our friends over at the Nerd Herder page where we broadcast every week. We've got some great new shows they're gonna be launching. And that's going to wrap things up for this week. Really excited for our Thor and Justice League specials. They're going to be coming in the next couple weeks, boys. And our interview with Mike Zapsik had to be postponed, unfortunately, just because of the fact that he is running a con circuit and he's going to be running around doing all kinds of press because Comic Book Men premieres this weekend. Make sure you guys check that out on AMC at midnight on Sunday night. And uh, as always, check us here every week on Fridays on the Get Your Geek On podcast today on Thursdays. So for this week's episode, October 20th, 2017, I've been Chuck Kiewatz. Scrolls, really? Scrolls? <laughs> and I'm with him. Have a week, guys.